0: Did you know that only 3% of young adults between the ages of 21 through 30 live alone? I'm part of that demographic, and I didn't even know that that was something so outside the norm. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Doing things differently is part of who I am. I'm Lauren Simmons. Welcome to Mind Body Wealth. Like I said, living alone as a young adult is pretty uncommon, both compared to our peers and compared to the previous generations. Our grandparents and parents rarely lived alone as young adults. They lived with their parents, maybe a few college roommates, and then their spouse. And in today's uncertain economy, this means that fewer and fewer people can even afford to live alone. It is expensive, and it can also be a little scary and a little lonely. After all, there's nothing like a bunch of roommates, friends, or family members to keep you from getting lost in your own thoughts. But what if being alone was actually an opportunity? What if getting lost in your thoughts really meant learning to love who you are without all that noise? Today's episode is all about learning how to be unapologetically yourself and learning to embrace your own identity. Ask yourself. What version of you shows up when there's no one else around? Do you like that person? It's all about letting go of fear, other people's expectation, and creating a life you love. Here with me today is Tamra Anthony, Like me, she's another young adult living on her own for the first time. She's also a personal trainer who started posting workout videos on social media during quarantine and now owns her own incredibly successful fitness brand. Like everyone else, I found Tamara online. Yes, she's got great workout videos, but what I was really drawn to was her authenticity and vulnerability. I felt like I was meeting someone just like me, someone trying to figure herself out, and learning along the way. We're diving deep on what it means to be unapologetically yourself, learning to love being alone, and letting go of the fears that impact our mental health and our bank accounts. Let's welcome Tamra. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I've been fangirling about you in my head, and I don't really fangirl about people, but I get excited about people that are just like really
1: relatable. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. I'm so honored. That's so sweet. I'm so excited to get into it. (laughs) I've stalked your videos online.
0: Fitness has always been an outlet for you mentally. How did that come to be?
1: I think I've always been an active person my entire life. So it's kind of in my blood to always move my body. When I was in preschool, I was in dance and then gymnastics and tumbling, and I've always been active. Um so when I'm not it I don't feel like myself and so I feel like it makes me need to keep going and keep moving my body that's kind of just my motivation it's just in my blood
0: Yeah um no I I agree I think routine is like so important and for me like I wake up every single day at 4:30 a.m. I meditate for 2 hours um and two then 2 hours oh yeah <laughs> you're my dream you're actually my dream <laughs> yeah and but I I know what it's like when I don't meditate or don't meditate efficiently because there is a way of just like meditating and not really actually meditating so it's really important and it like sets my day and I'm human so like as much as I tell people I do it every single day I definitely at least do it five out of seven times a week but the days that I don't it definitely is a big reflection and like I kind of already know from the start how that day is going to go.
1: Oh, it's such a difference. No,
0: it is. But I also know like from your videos, I know that um, fitness has helped you mentally and it's an outlet, but during the pandemic, you weren't getting
1: as much fitness in? Well, during the pandemic, I wasn't getting anything, absolutely anything. I don't think any of us were, but um, yeah. Well, it all started. It's like story time. <laughs> and, um, sophomore year of college, I started to experience anxiety for the first time where I started to notice it for the first time. And I went to the doctor because at first I thought I was having asthma attacks. I thought my asthma was acting up and I need to get my inhaler because I would get in a classroom and I get that claustrophobic feeling like I couldn't take a deep breath. whole time thought it was asthma. And then my doctor was like, oh, like, are you stressed out? And starts like hinting at anxiety a week later, I'm in therapy, like just bawling my eyes out, and she's like, "Yes, you have anxiety." So after that, during school, I just made myself so busy from morning to night, seven a.m. to eight p.m. I was out of the house doing school. I had two jobs, um, so I was constantly doing things. It kind of distracted me from my anxiety, and I didn't even realize that I was trying to distract myself. I just filled my plate up with so many things. Yeah. So when quarantine hit, and I wasn't a full-time student anymore, I didn't have two jobs, I didn't have all these people to see and events to go to, I was just, like, alone. And it put me, like I said, i would not like that. I haven't been like that since I was little, so it put me in a very scary place mentally. um, I don't want to say I was depressed, but I was definitely in a depressed state for a long period of time, and my anxiety came back stronger than ever. And it really affected all parts of me.
0: Yeah, there is something about being alone and the pandemic has had this, I think, great awakening for people and what it means to like show up and be alone with yourselves. Like if you were the avoider, which it sounds like you were like booking your day morning through night to just stay busy so you couldn't be alone in your thoughts. Oh,
1: Everything under the carpet, yeah.
0: (laughs) Can you share with us where you were mentally and financially when your brand started and where you're at today? And for context, one last question. Can you give us a timeline? Like your personal training brand, like social media and all that, has that been less than a year?
1: So I started it when I was in quarantine a little over a year ago. (laughs) And that was when I was not in a good place mentally. I just didn't even know what to do. The biggest thing is that it had a huge impact on my appetite and eating. So I lost a unhealthy amount of weight in an unhealthy way. I was back to a weight that I hadn't been since I was a sophomore in high school and I'm 23 now. So that was a big shock. And that was kind of my moment where I was thinking, okay, you gotta get it together. You gotta start figuring this out. You need to dive into it. Um, Cause something is clearly not right. I started with this one book, it's called A Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And before this, I didn't meditate. I didn't do self-care. I didn't journal. I didn't do any of those things because I would just look at it and I'd be like, that looks like so much work. Why do that when I could just watch TV? Like that's relaxing. (laughs) But I started reading about this and it's basically a story about this guy goes on a trip and he learns all the lessons of life and he starts talking about meditation and what good it is for the body, what it does to the mind. And so I got really interested by that, and I started to do that as well. And I think it kind of sparked my health kick again in me. And for years, I've been saying, I want to start a fitness account. This summer, I'm going to start a YouTube, da 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 And I would just always be all talk, but just terrified of actually doing it. Like the excuses of like, especially for fitness – Am I fit enough? Are my workouts good? Like this girl has a better body than me like this girl her account's already this big. like it's so scary getting your foot in the door just beginning that in the first place. So I was always all talk. And then we got to love TikTok. TikTok made its appearance and everyone was obsessed with TikTok and none of my friends were really on it. So I was like, why don't I start posting little workout videos on TikTok? Right. They ended up doing pretty good. As soon as I started making my page consistent with fitness, I really started to see the increase in like my followers and the people that kept coming back to my page for more workouts. And then I had people reaching out to my personal Instagram being like, okay, you should make a fitness account. I was like, all right. We're doing it. We're doing it. So we started it. And I feel like it's exactly what I needed cuz I was in such a bad place and this was my new focus and it was my new drive and it finally gave my like passion back and it was also a big motivator. I feel like my account kind of holds me accountable because I'm like I have all these people cheering me on like I'm doing so good. It makes me want to continue to work on myself and also see the impact I've had on other people's lives. That is the most mind-blowing thing. No, it is. So
0: I know that you just recently moved into your own apartment by yourself. Statistically, the people between the ages of 21 and 29, only 3% of Americans live by themselves in that age group. Me included. Really? I'm part of that group, yeah. And I think for me, I love living by myself. I've got to learn, Lauren, in and out and meditate and do this and that. You... Get to be yourself. So, the question that I have is How do you show up in your own space? And what is that like living by yourself?
1: It has been a learning process. I've never lived by, obviously, never lived by myself. I was with my parents, and then I've had so many roommates throughout college. And then when I graduated college, I was still with roommates. So this is the first time that I've ever been alone. And at first I was like, yeah, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to love it. Like my own space, whatever. And then it's like a Wednesday night at six o'clock and you're completely alone. And like, you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't have like a friend to be like, how's your day? And like, just those little conversations that you don't realize you're going to miss. And I feel like I have waves of going up and down where I'm like, I love this. And then sometimes I'm like, I just want someone here to talk to, you or I'll have to like put on a podcast. But I will have to agree with you one million percent the learning myself. I've never known myself so well in my entire life because you are completely yourself when you are alone that often. I've learned how I am when I don't have places to be how I operate better when I am stressed out, I've learned that I love chaos. I am such a chaotic person. I like my life to feel like a little chaotic. Being so stressed, it's like the, the ping
0: pong match. No, but that's beautiful because most people, yeah, they go from living with their parents, living with roommates, then you find your partner and life happens. And everyone always talks about like, living in your 20s and being single and I don't mean like single like hot girl summer but like being single what it means like be by yourself and so anyone and and I know that there is some privilege and I know and I'll call it out like there is privilege in living alone because it is expensive and like most people can't afford to live by themselves but If you are someone who's listening and you can have the opportunity to live by yourself, I say wholeheartedly do it. You really just get to be yourself and understand who you are and kind of grow through that process. So your personal brand has blown up during the pandemic. So what is that like for your bank account and your finances?
1: So, quarantine hit. At this point, I was working pretty full time. I wasn't like living super, super paycheck to paycheck, but definitely couldn't spend money how I wanted to. I would just like be able to handle my life. And I started getting all of these followers. And so, at first, it was like brand deals. Like, you have those brands that reach out to you, hey, I'll pay you $200 if you post this on your TikTok. And I'm like, what? $200? This company is going to spend that much money on me to do that video. Like, it was so mind blowing to me. And then, I started getting a good following and I started getting confident enough. So I came out with my own gym guides. And that's when I was like, this can actually be a job for myself. This could actually be a full-time career. But I was still working at Orange Theory as a sales associate during this. This was like, like you said, just the side hustle. And then I feel like everything really changed when I started a gym guide subscription. So people were paying monthly. So it wasn't like a... Oh, I'm having a really good month because this just launched and then it goes back down. It was like, okay, now I have a consistent revenue coming in through this. And then my accounts are growing. So then my revenue from the brand collabs is growing even more because you make more on each posting. And then I became a coach at Orange Theory. So then that also grew. And all of a sudden, I am paying off my student loans in the first year of me graduating. I'm saving up to get an apartment. I have a big enough savings to last me six months if something goes terribly wrong. And I'm just like, how did I get here?
0: Yeah. And it'll get easier. And like, yes, the more questions that you ask, the better. The journey with finances, even if you are somebody who does come from money, like I have a lot of friends that come from money and like don't know shit about money. And that's where why. Where you learn it? Where do you learn right? it? Right. <laughs> and we don't have these conversations, which is why I think, you know, all these different like money podcasts and money TV shows are really great that are out, especially for like my generation, our generation, because then we get to have these open, authentic conversations and just be better with our finances. So we live in digital times and it's easier said than done to block out negativity, but how does one really block it out? Because I think one negative statement can burn through your
1: mind a lot longer than a positive one. Absolutely. Um, Learning process. It was extremely, extremely hard for me in the beginning. I'm a Leo and... (gasps) So am I. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well... As a Leo, then you know, I I was thinking about this last night because I was like, wow, being a Leo is a blessing and a curse. Like, you're okay with being the center of attention. You love being the center of attention. Like, yeah, we love that. But also, I care so much about people's opinions on me. So it's just such a toxic duo because I want to be it. But when you have a problem with me, I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh. Like, it just, it absolutely, like, I'm such a people pleaser and I absolutely hate it. Yeah. So... I feel like the most bullying happened on TikTok because the people are just ruthless. And also it's like 13-year-old boys. But I would get one comment on a video and I'd be pacing my house back and forth being like, why did you even do this? You need to delete the video. You need to like, take it all down. Like You're so dumb, like, just so terrible. And I went through a time where I was like, I can't read the comments. I can't read the comments. I can't look at the DMs. Just don't look at it. But I had this moment with my boyfriend in the kitchen where somebody commented was being mean to me and I was just like... I feel like I'm just not doing it right. Like I should just delete it. I should just delete it. And he looked at me and he's like, if you want to do this, then you need to not pay attention to those things. Like you need to be able to handle those things because it's always going to happen no matter what. And it's either you can do it or you can't. And if you can't do it, then this probably isn't for you. Yeah. So honestly, move on. If they don't like you, the better is coming. And if they're mean to you, block and carry on with your life. (laughs) I love that I struggle with social media it's not
0: something that I talk about a lot but like my journey with social media I mean it's a twofold like you're building your brand and I think social media can be great but I think for me I have been actively talking to my therapist about this. I've just had so much, not trauma, because that's like a really extreme. I've just had a lot of things that have happened on social media where I'm just like, "Er." before my story went viral, I was bullied in high school and I like had this gap and people were fucking assholes. And I just like, and I remember my mom just like, well, turn it off. Like, you know, being like an older woman, she's like, just turn off social media, like As if, like, that's what you want to do. Like, everyone's on Instagram and, at the time, Facebook. Like, no, you can't just, like, turn it off. But at some point, I was like, you know what? Social media is not for me. My story goes viral. And I remember, like, okay, let me just go online and see what people are saying. And while I'm making history by becoming the youngest trader ever and the second African-American woman to work down there, everybody was fixated on my teeth. They were like, how does this girl make all this money? And, like, her teeth are fucked up. So then fast forward i still to this day get get anxiety like what are people going to say i posted a video yesterday for spotify and literally someone dm'd me saying like you look stressed and i'm like I just, you just can't win for losing. And so while it's so easy for you to say, like, just block it out and move on, like, I do believe, like, at least my platform, like, you don't have to go the traditional route. I'm not saying, like, don't use social media for people who want to use social media. Great. I do think that there are different ways to do it. I mean, I'm freaking doing it. But it is hard and people love negativity. And for a person who, like me, who spends, like, hours meditating and really, you know, being aligned
1: with myself, like, I'm just not for it. I personally, this is what you have to remember. Someone is commenting or trying to like shit on you or just be mean to you. They are hurting inside because if you are okay, if you are happy with your own life, if you are content, have you ever felt the urge to comment on another no. person's video? No. Something Never, never has crossed my mind. Never have had an urge. Even if I'm like, you are an idiot have never had the urge (laughs) just swipe well thank
0: you so much for your time today Tamara I really enjoyed this conversation thank
1: you so much for having me
0: I've mentioned my meditation practice a lot in the past few episodes and I realized this might be a new concept to many people listening I want to end today's episode with an invitation to explore the practice of meditation Meditation is something that has truly transformed my life and it's something I wish I learned about earlier. So if you're a beginner, here's a few tips on getting started. Number one, there are over a hundred different ways to meditate. So I suggest you explore as many as possible until you find one that feels good. It's like wrapping yourself in a comfy blanket on a winter day. It's not about just sitting cross-legged, erect and closing your eyes. Meditation to me is comfort. Crying in that comfy blanket, smiling in that comfy blanket, and just being in that comfy blanket. It's there to support you, bring you warmth. Number two, be in a place of non-judgment. Don't judge if you're doing it right or wrong, just be. Number three, be in a quiet place to sit, run, smell, etc., to just be one with yourself because there are many different ways to meditate, like going for a run, swimming, laps in a pool, listening to your breath, writing in a journal, walking barefoot in nature, and observing all around you. It's mostly about getting in the zone, but getting in the zone in a quiet place, at least to start with. And lastly, to breathe. There is magic in listening to your breath as you inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. It doesn't matter if you're doing any of the activities I just said out loud, but getting connected to your breath is one of the first steps to meditation and centering yourself. Join me, Lauren Simmons, on our next episode of Mind Body Wealth dropping next week. Be sure to follow Mind Body Wealth only on Spotify. Until next time, Mind, Body, Wealth with Lauren Simmons is a Spotify original production from Best Case Studios. It's executive produced by Lauren Simmons and produced by Ayana Angel. From Spotify, executive producers are Gina Delvac and Jifa Yador. Producer is Sierra Darnell. Executive producer for Best Case is Adam Pinkus. Our associate producers, Ali Gallo, Aaron Allen, and Stephanie Geary are the editorial directors. Our editor is Galen Mullins our assistant editor is Alana Myers. Thanks to Marmoset and Five Alarm for this music and special thanks to Kevin Pham, Lauren Chin, Colin Frederick, Hannah Lebowitz-Lockhard at Best Case, Evan Tarantino, Free Bird, Amanda Long, Jordan Toczynski at Spotify for production support, and Ashley Acevedo and Arabella Roberts at Artist First.